0: Welcome to Audio Leads, the marketing podcast from Rumble Studio that helps you grow your business with audio. From branded podcasts to social audio, learn to use audio to acquire more leads and close more deals. Welcome to Audio Leads. My name's Carl Robinson, co-founder and CEO of Rumble Studio, a software company that helps you record and publish audio fast. Audio is quickly taking the marketing world by storm. However, finding an effective audio marketing strategy to grow your business can be a challenge, and uh, one we're currently trying to solve ourselves at Rumble Studio. There are just so many options, from branded podcasts to social audio, microcasts, and many more. And we're experimenting with all of them. So we decided to launch this podcast, Audio Leads, to share the conversations that we have with the experts and the brands who've successfully used audio for marketing as we seek out the best strategies, the best tools and techniques to use audio to grow our business. So this podcast was recorded using our own product, Rumble Studio, which allows us to conduct remote asynchronous guest interviews quickly and easily. The host sets some questions and then the guest records their answers in their own time. And this not only avoids having to schedule live interviews with guests, saving time for everyone, but it also means that team members from across our company can easily contribute to this podcast by hosting their own episode. So without further ado, I'll pass you over to our host today, who will introduce our guest.
1: Thank you so much, Carl, for your introduction. And hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Audio Leads. My name is Joey, and I'm going to be your host for today. I'm actually in Paris right now. and you might have already heard about today's guest his name is jordan paris he is a very accomplished man he's the founder of trend up media a company that produces podcasts that help businesses grow and the host of his very own podcast the jordan paris show so happy to have you here with us welcome
2: thanks for having me appreciate it
1: so jordan While I was doing my research, I noticed that you were featured in Forbes, and I must say it's uh, it's impressive. (laughs) How did you gain so much traction and popularity on social media? And how did you manage to interview some of the biggest names in entrepreneurship when you were in college?
2: Well, I got there by putting in the work, and that was to start before I started posting every day, I would comment on other people's posts. I would like other people's posts. I would send people messages. And then when I started posting, I mean, they would reciprocate. And I kept doing that. I kept commenting. I would show up in the feed as, oh, Jordan Paris commented on this, commented on that, like this, like that. So people were seeing my name on LinkedIn constantly. And these people whom I was giving engagement to, they reciprocated with likes and comments of their own on my posts. And it just got to the point where I had a lot, a lot, a lot of people commenting and, and liking every single post. Um, you know, like h- hundreds of comments, and it was um, it was great. Uh, it was a lot of engagement, and I just started building all these connections with all these people, and 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 built connections on top of those, and on top of those, I kept climbing the the social ladder, so to say.
1: So basically, the more you engage the more people will engage with you. I think that's great advice. Um, Consistency and perseverance really do get you where you want to be. That's kind of what we're trying to do at Rumble Studio with our social media channels. We're always looking for content that might be useful to us as to how we do things and maybe get a little perspective from other companies. Now... You're a very experienced podcaster, and that's um, that's no secret to anyone. You were the host for three podcasts, um, Growth Mindset University, which was a major success, The Jordan Paris Show, and Jordan's Business Therapy. Um, have you always been so passionate about audio?
2: You know, in a way, I have been, always been so passionate about audio. When I was three, four years old, I went to therapy for <clears throat> sensory issues, and, and what that meant was... Uh, I would cry at the drop of a hat, a loud noise. And so I've always been very sensitive in particular about sound, about noises. And so that OCD kind of manifested itself many years later when I started podcasting. And I am just obsessed with audio and, and audio quality and sounding crisp and clean and thus credible. Because nothing sounds more incredible than using a desktop mic over Zoom. It just doesn't sound crisp. It doesn't sound clean. And because of that, it doesn't sound credible. I am very passionate about crisp, clean quality audio because it makes you sound more credible. And I, I am sure that there's research out there to back it up. I'm not 100% sure where to find it, but I'm confident that there is. And that's why I use recording platforms that record. Locally, as opposed to over the internet, and it makes me sound crisp, clean, and, and credible. So, yeah, I've, I, I guess I've always been passionate in a way.
1: Well, you're definitely good at it, <laughs> that's for sure. And because you're so experienced, you've got the hang of it um, from pre production to production to post production. You know, I don't think many people realize this, but when you want to start a podcast and are aiming for it to be quite successful, like yours were, it's actually a very difficult task because you should always provide new content and and never run out of it. So when you first started hosting a podcast, what were the main challenges that you faced? And how did you overcome them? Like, did you ever run out of guests?
2: Yeah, it's something that I'm facing right now. And it's kind of like what you touched on, the lack of inspiration and, and new guests to turn to because um, I'm at a point 240 plus episodes in where I just don't know what I want to talk about anymore, what I even care to talk about, who I care to talk to. Um, so I just don't know where to turn next, and that's left me with the past four weeks I haven't posted an episode. So something I'm very much uh, dealing with currently.
1: So you hear that, people? It's completely normal to feel uninspired sometimes. If this has happened to you, Trust me, you're not alone. (laughs) We all face some of these challenges, whether we're just starting out like us or uh, even very far ahead like Jordan. And that's okay, I guess. The important thing is not to give up and just keep the ball rolling if you want to keep your audience and if your podcast matters to you, if you want it to carry on. Jordan, concerning TrendUp Media, how did you come up with the concept of your company and what services does it typically provide?
2: Well, I came up with the concept for TrendUp Media because I was realizing all the incredible prosperities that podcasting had brought me and people were asking, were turning to me for expertise on podcasting. And so I thought, hey, you know, I can help other people bring prosperities of all kinds to people through podcasting as well.
1: Well, podcasting has definitely you know become more popular in the last couple of years so you're completely right i agree and in my opinion a lot of brands and companies uh, want to start a podcast but but don't even know what to do first or what are the first steps and everything so um what's your ideal customer profile for trend up media like what type of companies get the most benefit from podcast marketing
2: You know, this is something that is always changing. My ideal customer avatar profile for TrendUp Media, always changing. Like, you know, I started out, it was the small individual creator. And it turns out that the ROI just isn't there for them because they don't have a whole product suite yet. And uh, they don't have rock solid products. They don't have with, with a high price point. Um, so the ROI just wasn't there and it became a very easy expense for them to cut. And because of that, business came crashing down and I, I dealt with some incredible hardship that I'm still recovering from financially. And so it's it's over the past few months, I've, I've switched to more of a B2B high price point. I'm talking minimum $10,000 per year average customer client value. And and that's a price point at which I know I can achieve a positive return on investment for my clients.
1: Well, that makes complete sense. I mean, nobody has it all figured out from the very beginning. You have to try and see what fits you best and fits your needs so you can figure out what kind of company you are aiming to become. You know, creating a podcast and, and recording episodes, it's... A very time-consuming process. So how much time does it take your company to create a podcast and what are the steps that you usually follow?
2: Well, I guess it depends on how you do As in terms of how much time it takes to record a podcast. I mean, it could be really simple and imperfect and it's, you literally just plug and play with an audio recording, nothing fancy with post-production, but it could also take four hours per episode. Just depends on a number of variables,
1: oh wow, uh I guess it all depends on you know the podcast's format and um and maybe the theme around which it revolves. there are a lot of po- interesting podcasts out there um you know, I have a lot of examples in my mind right now. there's one that's called um Two Minutes of Zen, and it was like uh, it was a daily podcast that was meant to be listened to while you were brushing your teeth. <laughs> so uh, it, it was very interesting actually, but I think it got canceled uh, later on. Um, so I guess what I'm trying to say is uh, there are plenty of ideas. There are plenty of creative ways that brands can, can create podcasts and promote their brands without them being um, too informative or anything like that, and I guess I guess that kind of uh, also affects how much time you put in to create a podcast, an actual podcast that um, people listen to. So it would either be taking a lot of time in pre-production or a lot of time in post-production. You know, it depends really on the length and um, the material that the podcast is providing to its audience?
2: I don't know that it's really any one thing that takes the most time for me. It's just that everything adds up from the post-production, everything in the post-production with the audio and the editing and the uploading and the publishing and and creating really crisp, clean, aesthetic marketing materials. It just, no one thing takes a really long time. It just, it adds up.
1: Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I, I see what you mean. <laughs> now, concerning your time management, since, you know, you manage so many different things. <laughs> um, how, how do you organize your schedule and manage your own time in order to be a, a successful host for various podcasts and the founder of a podcast agency?
2: yeah it's getting to a point where my time is being spread a little bit more thin than i'd like to now i'm not nearly a, as booked as as a lot of people are i in fact i i used to be a lot busier but since the turn of 2021 when my schedule was pretty much empty uh end of 2020 i really didn't have a lot going on things were managed optimized very well uh now i'm just getting into a few more a few different endeavors aside from my podcast production company And, uh, that's costing me a little bit of time. And so a lot, there's things on my to-do list that just don't get done for eight weeks. And, uh, it's funny that I answered this question today because I literally just interviewed six or seven job applicants. I put out a job application for a general virtual assistant, just someone. And I have, people on my team already, but this is someone to just take the things on my to do list that sit on my to do list for eight weeks that need to get done, that if they got done, they would produce income for me, and move things along much more speedily. This is for that person, this general virtual assistant is going to take these tasks off of my plate, and they're going to knock them out in a matter of minutes or hours. I mean, these are really simple tasks that I just that, that don't get done because I procrastinate on. So I'm excited about the the onboarding of my, whomever I choose to be my new general virtual assistant. It's really going to help me a lot. But as far as how I manage my time, I mean, now I, I chunk things, you know, like I'll have a, I'll try to make all of my meetings for the week on one day, and I'll try to do them back to back to back. Because uh, I, I think about things, I, I get anxious for these meetings, I have a little bit of anxious energy. And I, so like the hour beforehand is, is like ruined. Or if I have a meeting at four o'clock on a Monday, like I, it's just on my mind all day. Like, oh, I got to do this meeting. So I can't go to the pool. I can't do this. I can't do that. So, you know, I like to just not think about it. And the way to do that is to schedule them back to back to back because I don't have time to think in between. And uh, yeah, so I chunk things.
1: Well, I think that's a great strategy if you ask me. Uh I might start doing that really soon actually. <laughs> uh I tend to procrastinate as well and um you know, it just ends up being like a pile of things that are left undone and that you have to find time for or just pressure yourself into into you know, meeting the deadlines and everything. It's just it's just horrible like for your brain. <laughs> but uh how how do people not procrastinate anyway like um, i don't know like there are a lot of people who tend to be very organized from beginning to end i i wish i could be like that i'm working on it but i don't think i can like completely shift maybe just procrastinate a little bit less and maybe just um you know do all of my meetings in one day like like you just suggested i think it's a great idea (laughs) so jordan um As more and more companies are adopting podcasts as a form of content for marketing, you know, like creating branded podcasts and everything, how can they differentiate from each other, in your opinion?
2: Well, you can be really good, offer real value, and I don't really know how to explain that other than if you listen to a podcast called Sunday Service by Pace Morby and Cody Barton, and if you listen to a podcast called uh, no limits real estate investing by Todd Toback. If you listen to a podcast called Wholesale Hotline by Brent Daniels, Jamil Damji, and and also Pace Morby. That oh, and another podcast called Bankless, like less banking, uh, less banking, like like without a bank, Bankless. Uh, that's a really good podcast too. They offer real real value that that people care about. Not. Um, just surface level things. Uh, It's really hard to explain, but you got to be good. You got to offer real value.
1: Well, yeah. Uh, In my opinion, uh, most people listen to podcasts to learn something, whether it's an interview with a guest or anything like that. um, People usually tune in because they are interested in in a subject that they maybe don't know much about or want to know more about. So um, that makes complete sense to me. I completely agree. If it's not relevant, then why would anyone listen to it anyway? Now, prior to this interview, I was doing some research uh, concerning you and your company and everything. And your company website mentions that you produce, market, strategize, monetize. Um, so how how do you market a branded podcast? Is there a successful marketing strategy that you could explain?
2: Well, I look at it very simply. We need to have a large volume of people listening. And we do that through various paid placement opportunities with different podcast apps. And from there, you need to have a a good functioning call to action embedded within your podcast. And, and th- those are the two components that I look at, volume and a good CTA.
1: I see. Uh, now, as we both know, there are so many different social media platforms to promote podcasts on. Um, so which one would you recommend to market a branded podcast?
2: Probably still LinkedIn.
1: Well, I couldn't argue with that. I mean, LinkedIn is the number one corporate style of social media platform and it does provide uh, a sense of um, credibility to the podcast or anything that is promoted on it. And if uh, especially if you're like a B2B business, this is the number one channel that I would recommend as well. Now, how would you successfully market a branded podcast on LinkedIn to reach an adequate audience?
2: Well, look, you can only do so much organically. You either have to be really good, offering tremendous real value, like on the podcast that I mentioned prior. or So that's number one, you got to be really good. Number two, paid placement. And you still have to be good for that if you want to continue to grow. And number three, you just have a built-in audience already. Like, you know, you're a New York Times bestselling author like Tim Ferriss and you start a podcast. You know, he already has a built in audience. And so it just becomes really easy to attain and grow an audience. So it's got to be one of, if not all of those three things.
1: OK, I see what you mean. Everything's related, actually. Um, whether you have a big following or you have a high engagement rate on your page already or whatever, like all of that really affects the performance of your podcast because it really also depends on how you market it. So if we want to market it organically, uh, like for example, we're trying to do an audio content funnel. So we're trying to create content from the podcast and like uh, writing blogs and creating content on our social media platforms based on what we talked about during the episodes. So what we're trying to do is reach the audience in different types of ways, but all of them leading back to the podcast, which is a bit confusing because we also have to market the podcast. So sometimes it markets itself, but sometimes you have to put in a hard work, especially on LinkedIn and especially if it's a branded podcast. So we'll definitely be trying what you suggested today and we'll see what happens. Thank you so much, Jordan, for joining us today on Audio Leads. It's been a pleasure and we'll definitely see you again soon.
0: Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Audio Leads, brought to you by Rumble Studio. If you enjoyed this conversation, you'll probably enjoy our weekly newsletter too. It's our selection of the week's best articles and podcasts related to audio marketing. To get it, visit rumble.studio slash newsletter. That's rumble.studio slash newsletter. And if you're interested in creating some audio yourself, you might like to give Rumble Studio a try. Sign up for a free account at rumble.studio.